Cody Bellinger is returning to the Chicago Cubs. He signed a three-year deal worth $80 million. It's 30 in the first, 30 in the second, 20 in the third. Interestingly, Cody Bellinger can can opt out after each season so he can re-enter free agency after this upcoming season or the next if he wants to. Who won this contract? Who got the better deal in this contract? I mean, I think given the last year at the Dodgers and then he bounces back last year with this great season and he can opt out after year three, I think he won it. I mean, he can opt out if he has another MVP type year and go get more money. And I think he should be happy with 80 million given the year he had two years ago. You remember me talking about Belly every day of the year and every day of the season talking about Belly. There's some predictions, Danny, you can look up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I, think he did well for himself. I think he did well holding out. I think this sucks for Cody Bellinger. Why? He wanted the long-term deal, and he didn't get it. Okay, so if he has another MVP year, he can drop out and get $50 million instead of 30 Will he? Who know? We don't know. Nobody, si- nobody was willing to sign him for $30 million this year. He just got signed for $30 for, million. for 10 years. I mean, that's what the ba- well, every I baseball mean, player wants the 8, 10, yeah. 12 year deal. He didn't get it. Didn't get, didn't come close to getting it. But if he has another MVP year, he could opt out and go 50. He right, can but opt he's, out not. At any time. he's not. We don't know that. I know that. You he's don't not. know that. He didn't put that down. He didn't even win the MVP. Write it down. He had a great season. Yeah, but he wasn't close to an MVP. Didn't he had he a well, Kuna, Kuna went nuts. Huh? Didn't he win a comeback player of the year? Yeah. He had a good season. He wasn't close he had a really to an MVP. Good season. If he has another season like that, like he had last year, I bet he opts out and gets more money. But wh- why would he get more next year? Because he's proven it two years in a row, and he's back to MVP type of player. I think this he stunk was stunk with the Dodgers a, last year. I think this is a years. massive disappointment for Cody Bellinger. I don't think so because I do not think he'll be as good as he was last year. Well, and even if he that, is, you can say it because you can't prove it. Well, we can wait a year. Danny's going to write it down in his notes over there. Yeah, I'll, but I'll come back at twenty twenty five. But even if he is this good, why would anything change from a team perspective? Nobody wanted to give him the money this year. Nobody wanted to give him the eight-plus years at $30 million. Why would one more year of exactly what he did? He'll just because be a year older. exactly what he did, he could opt out and get his 10 years. Yeah, but it'll be a year older, and teams are ter- teams are terrified of Carlos oh, Correa. If he has another year like like he did last year, I bet he get a long-term deal. I think, this was, opt out. I think it was terrible for him. No, Absolutely terrible. So. The only way it's better for him is if he plays better this season than he did last Look, year. If I'm if I'm him two years ago and someone told me in two years I'm getting $80 million, I'd be like, okay, because I can't hit anymore because I stink. But he had to have a good season to do that, and he did right. that. The general he did, idea he did, was he had a good season. The general idea was Cody Bellinger signed a one-year deal with the Cubs last year to basically a prove-it deal. He proved it and then didn't get the reward. I thought he got a pretty good reward. He got $80 million for three years. He can opt out every year. That's not that great. It is if he has another good year. Like and he opts the con- out and gets the a contracts deal. that players sign that are as good as Cody Bellinger was last year, way higher than three years and $80 million. Uh, I don't think so. Not after a prove it year. I think, yeah, if I you think do he that, got three you years get for bigger $80 million deals. Because he had one, he had a prove, he had one prove it year. I think if he opts out after next year, let's say he has another year or even better year. Let's say Acuna breaks his leg. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and he can't be the MVP again? And Bellinger has an MVP-type year? He'll opt out and get his eight years. I don't think he will. I think so. Well, he should have gotten it this year. Cody Bellinger has had basically one bad season in his oh, entire Oh, I know career. where the bad season was, believe me. Right. He's had one bad season his entire career. And he and teams were like, ah, oh, we're scared. He might not be good. 
Well, it's either that or teams are afraid to pay anybody. Unless you're Shohei Ohtani. And that's Otani. what I think is going to happen. Next offseason, teams are going to say, yeah, uh-huh. eh, we still don't want to pay you. Like, we'll, we'll, give, we'll give you the three-year deal again where we'll you can see. opt out after each year, but we don't want to give you the 10 years because you're a year older. I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think anything's going to change for him unless he is somehow better than he was last year, which, which he could be. He probably won't be. Could be. He's had a 133 OPS plus. Yeah. He's done that once in his career. The year he won the MVP and was probably cheating, but, you know, it happens. Oh, wow. Oh, he's 100% was oh, cheating. Oh, wow. There's no doubt about it. Cody Bellinger went from Come a on. 1,035 OPS to 789 and 542. Eh, had a slump. For a whole, <laughs> you wanted him gone. You wanted him off oh, the yeah, team. Oh, yeah, I wanted him off the team for sure. He's dev- I he's, didn't need just a defensive uh, outfielder. I need someone who could hit. He was 100% cheating. There's no doubt about that. Says the guy in an Astros shirt. Yeah, 100%. The Astros were cheating too, but so was Cody Bellinger. That's how he fell off the face of the earth. Okay, so why hasn't Blake Snell signed? That's I, like I blame Scott Boris. He's the, he's all these guys. Yeah, agents. like I, honestly, if I had to guess, and I haven't seen any quotes from Cody Bellinger about this, if I had to guess, Scott Boris is holding out for the ten-year deal for all of these guys, and Cody Bellinger said, "Scott, I just I want to be on a team." That would be my guess. Is that Cody Bellinger was like, "Dude, spring training's here." I want to be on a team. I want to be playing baseball. What are the Cubs offering? Let's take it. And meanwhile, Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery, and I think Matt Chapman's also Scott Boris guy. Yes. I think they all are like, uh, am I getting 10 years or is the season starting here pretty soon? None of them is signed. Like, this is owners not wanting to spend money at all on players unless you're the Dodgers. Yeah. I don't care about your next question. Barry Odom is going to ride a live bull. This is going to celebrate the first day of spring practice. It's March 2nd at the South Point. They're having an event called Horns and Helmets. I honestly thought he was riding a mechanical bull. I saw the press release. It says live bull in it, and I yep. I just skipped over it and just thought it was mechanical bull because my mind didn't even consider the idea that Barry Odom would get on a real bull. He better have a helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> These are dangerous. How? How? I mean, he climbs aboard and holds on, I guess. I mean, that's how. But if somebody walked in here and said, Ed, no. You want to get on a real live bull? No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. How? What's going on here? Uh, Maybe he's been practicing on the mechanical. (laughs) Maybe he's got a history of it. Danny, would you get on a live bull right now? Not with my back problems. See? (laughs) Even Danny wouldn't do it. And Danny's the guy that we ask these questions. He's like, oh, of course I do. <laughs> like, I like, what's going on there? That that can't be good. Or what are they? Ra- they're trying to raise money. I get that. There's they're gotta, raising money. There's got to be a better way to raise money than Barry Odom having to get on they're a live bowl. How does he get off the bowl? He I mean, I think bowl. I know how he's going to get off the bowl. I know how he's going to get off the bowl, probably. But that, if that's the end result and he's signing up for that, absolutely, I like it. What if he stays on for the eight seconds? He better. How, how does he get off if he does stay on it? They they, they ride up they along him and pull him off. He, 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 he hangs onto the cowboy and he pulls him off. Oh my God! What a nightmare! You never watched rodeo? Of course not. So the best You've case never seen it, rodeo? I mean, no. Why would really? I watch the rodeo? Oh man, you gotta watch oh, yeah. it. Yeah, bull riding. Yeah. Then the cowboy ri- rides up close to him and you kind of. 
click on the so cowboy. So the, the best case scenario for Barry Odom is some guy on a horse rides up next to him and yanks him off the ball. If this is what's really happening, we got to ask some more questions. Oh, it's this. happening. <laughs> we got to ask more questions. I mean, you this. can't put Barry Odom's going to ride a live bull, come pay money to watch it, and then not have him on a live bull. I'll reach out to Mark see if we can get him on this week. That's a terrifying. Do they, do they have, like, the old – how old do bulls live? Do they have, like, the old 16-year-old bull that hasn't yeah. done it and it's just going to, like, <laughs> take a few steps? Prance around. Yeah, and that'll be it. He'll be like, well, somebody's on my back. No, he's he's got to get on a wild one. That's what I'm thinking. Let's go, Odom. Insane from Barry Odom. So March 2nd, horns and helmets at the South Point. I uh, – what was the question again? I'm sorry. I just got <laughs> Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown called into a sports radio show in Philadelphia. He called into 94 The Whip. He said, I have no problem. I want to be here. It's as simple as that. I love where I'm at. It's as simple as that. Next question. (laughs) He's the one who called in. Right. He also, uh, talking about Jalen Hurts, said, I'm not going to get into me and his relationship on the air, but it's total BS. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a problem when I was on my six-game streak. They weren't talking about it then, so they only started talking about it when we started losing. Of course you see friction from everybody, from the coaches, the players, and from everybody. So there you go. Okay, if you call in, you need to talk about the relationship. Right? If you're the one who called in. I'm, like, this is a scenario where it's less about what A.J. Brown actually said and more about the fact that he felt the need to call into a radio station. Yeah. Like, what he was listening and was like, I can't believe they're saying this about me. Apparently so. He got on the cell phone and called in. And it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Would you believe right away if, if someone like that called in right now, would we believe it was the person? No. no be that one it. listener who calls in and pretends to be everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's who it would be. What's that guess? Fernando. Fernando. That's who it would be. <laughs> so, no, I would not believe for a second if anybody, Barry Odom called in right now. It's like, I'm riding a live bull. I'd be like, no, you're not Barry Odom. You're Fernando. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Bieniemy is going to be UCLA's new offensive coordinator. So UCLA lost Chip Kelly as their head coach. He's going to be the Ohio State OC. They hired D- Deshaun Foster, who was their running backs coach, then was the Raiders running backs coach for like a day. Bieniemy now is going from commander's offensive coordinator position to UCLA offensive coordinator. He came out and said, the commanders didn't fire me. I wanted to leave. Whatever that means. How quickly I mean, did this guy fall from potential NFL head coach? No one gave him a shot. Yeah. No one gave him a shot as a head coach. So eventually, you know, he probably thought, I'll go take a job. He probably needed a job. I mean, he says the commanders didn't fire him. He says that he could have been the commander's offensive coordinator again this season. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that. But he says that. I 100% don't believe it because before he was away from the staff, the commanders hired another offensive coordinator while he was still there. So they basically told him, hey, you're still on the staff, but you're not the OC. So did he get fired? He had to have, right? Well, that's a situation where you know he's going to leave. If you tell him he's going to stay and you know he's going to leave anyway. He's not going to take a demotion. But he was on the staff, and they hired another offensive coordinator. Right, right, which means they didn't really give him a choice. They said you can stay around and be the quarterback's coach or whatever he was going to be. I don't know what he was going to be. I mean, I would take that as a firing. Yeah. This, this goes back to the conversation we had about Ben Johnson 
the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. Guy might never get a chance of being a head coach. Right. It might never happen to him, right? He presumably was going to get this job, the Washington Commanders head coaching job, and told them while they were on the plane that, no, thank you, I'm staying here in Detroit. And in theory, Detroit could be good again offensively, and he could end up getting a head coaching off for this next offseason. But you could also end up with a situation where all of a sudden, oh, a year later, nobody wants to give you anything. Well, especially if the Lions aren't as good. Right, and all of a sudden, uh uh-oh. I'm taking a college offensive coordinator job because things went that poorly that right. quickly for me. So, you know, if you really truly want to be a head coach, this is why team player, excuse me, this is why coaches will take bad jobs because it might be their only chance to ever get the, the head, head coaching, coaching position job. because sometimes you fall out that quickly and now UCLA's got an offensive coordinator and it's Eric Bieniemy. Uh we'll see how he does in college, but he might be a long way away from actually coming back to the NFL. All right, coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, we're going to get into some Major League Baseball as the Las Vegas A's are always fun. That's exactly my position. My position is that we keep the A's branding and name, and we get an expansion team. I mean, it's good for not just the city of Oakland and for the Oakland A's brand, and uh, but it's great for MLB and for all the owners. They all make money off of it. Yeah. And then not just that, but then the fan continues to have a strong fan base here. Vegas should have their team with John Fisher, uh, but that is exactly right. You know, uh, if they want to continue to play a couple of more seasons here, then we're going to have to have uh, some promises that need to be made. You're listening to the Press Box on ESPN Las Vegas. That had to be the mayor. That was the mayor of Oakland uh, on foul territory, right, Danny? Uh, talking about the A's and potentially staying in the Coliseum in Oakland for – well, they're good this year, but for 25, 26, and 27, and saying that they were going to have to uh, leave something behind, like the name, Athletics. Um, I very much enjoy that she said on there, Las Vegas should have their team with John Fisher. With John yes. Fisher. Like, no, don't wish that on no. us. You keep John Fisher. We'll take the other team that you think you're getting. We'll take Cavill. You keep John Fisher. We'll take the other owner who's going to own an expansion team at some point. We talked about this though at one point when the A's uh, had another meeting with Oakland about staying at the Coliseum and how what would Oakland ask for, right? What would they ask for monetarily in rent or what would they ask for, as the mayor just alluded to, leaving behind the name athletics? Like if you're going to, if the, if Oakland's going to agree to let them play at the Coliseum in 25, 26, and 27, can they get the A's to agree to leave the name A's behind yeah. and leave that branding in Oakland and go to Las Vegas and have a brand new nickname and everything? Um, I wonder how hard they'd stick to that. The city or the... The city. Like, if they get to negotiating, is that something they're going to stick to or is this just a public talking point so that when they actually discuss things, they can get other details figured out. I mean, out. it depends on how much they're going to get paid. If Maybe. they get if they get a huge raise on it, well, it's John Fisher, so they're going to get seven more dollars out well, of John Fisher. Then don't let them play there, right? <laughs> I know that elsewhere. I know they're talking about well, just from what she said, just that keeping the name in Oakland. Do you think they would go the same way that Seattle went when the Sonics left? And they would want like the entire ball club's history to stay. Yeah, that's what it means. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it means. Colors, logo, name, history, like awards and everything too. Yeah, Yeah. 
that's what that's what they want there is that the they want everything moving. to stay and these guys just come and rebrand right. everything and in her mind when oakland gets an expansion team and they're the A's. five years or whatever it makes sense pick up as yeah. the a's that's in all honesty that's probably how most relocation should go they all should yeah the, the problem is is that when you leave a city it's not always like guaranteed to get a reloc or get an expansion team in the future like the raiders for example is oakland going to get an nfl team no nah. right so the no, raiders they just, would I just, think they just sold their exist. facility up yeah. there yeah so they would just cease to exist but in theory if you're going to move a team and you think that you might put an expansion team in that city in the future you should leave behind the name because, you know, move to a new city, come up with a new name, and all of that. Also, from the show Foul Territory, Trevor May, who's a former pitcher, pitched for the A's last year, he told a story that last season, during the season, when the A's announced their plans to relocate to Vegas, the A's gave the players a gift. And the gift... Cowboy boots. So every player had cowboy boots in their locker. Now, two things from Trevor May. He said that his boots were not the right size, so somehow they messed up getting the right size. He also said when he looked up the company that the boots were from, it was a company owned by Gap. John Fisher's company. Which John Fisher owns Gap. John Fisher's company. So John Fisher basically called up one of his own companies and said, hey, can I get 25 pairs of cowboy right, boots? Exactly. I don't care what size they are. Just give me 25 pairs of cowboy boots and ship them over here. He Trevor May says nobody said anything to them about it. There wasn't like a note with them. There wasn't really a reasoning. It was just right after they announced relocation. So they that went to was their locker and there's a pair of boots. Why? Why? Why cowboy boots? They were going to a rodeo that weekend. I'm not going to the rodeo. NFR. <laughs> like, I, that's very bizarre. And – Maybe there was another reasoning behind it, but Trevor, according to Trevor May, there was no reason given other than here's some cowboy boots from Gap. He did say some of his teammates were excited about it. He's like, yeah, I got team- we got teammates that wear cowboy boots. And they were like, oh, sweet, freak pair of cowboy boots. But Trevor May, Trevor May was like, I don't wear cowboy boots. Even if I did, they didn't fit me. And he was like, so I didn't care about these. What a weird thing to do. You'd be, you'd be stoked. Oh, I'd be so happy. I still haven't bought a new pair. I'm waiting for one of my cousins to graduate high school. I'm going to buy her a pair for her graduation present, and then I also get a pair. <laughs> I cannot get over Danny's cowboy buying ha- cowboy boot buying habits. It's never just, I'm going to go buy a pair of cowboy boots. It's, well, well they're always on sale. Buy one, get one 50% off. So Damon wants a pair, so I'm going to go with Damon. Or I got to wait yeah. for somebody to graduate, buy them a gift, and then mine are for, like, what's wrong? Because it's buy one, get two for free. I don't need three <laughs> pairs of cowboy boots. Why not? Get one for, get a pair for Damon yourself, you, and then get Demond one for Damon already the, got some. You can keep them. Nah. That's, wear that's wear a much. pair out, and then you got another. You don't have to buy a pair. You might not have to buy cowboy boots for the rest of your life. I don't have anywhere to. I'm not going to keep them in the garage. I don't got anywhere to put them. You're keeping everything in the garage. No, we cleaned it out. It's clean. There's a bunch of room now. Are your cars in the garage? No. Why not? We wouldn't do that anyways. What's the point of What's cleaning the point out of, the garage yeah. then? What do you put to in the garage? To just not have a bunch of junk in there. So but you, then it's empty when you don't put your cars in? I mean, it's not fully empty. Like, we still have storage <laughs> bins and stuff in there. But Can your cars fit in there right now? Probably not. Because so we also have a we have a desk in there that we're trying to get rid of. You have a two-car or three-car? One car. Oh, one car to garage? Yeah. Okay. Cleaned yeah, out the still, garage and not even parking the car in still there. still put the car in. 
So there's plenty of room for two pairs of cowboy boots is what I'm hearing. I mean, there could be. It sounds like there's plenty of – hell, you could put little hooks on the wall and you could hang them up. You could put a little case around them. They don't get dusty or anything. And then in like – I don't know how long your cowboy boots last you. My last ones were about three years. Yeah. Four years later, here we go. Got a new pair of cowboy boots. You're good to go. I got a nice pair. Yeah? Yeah. Do you Why wear don't you them? wear them? Yeah. Are you going to cover Barry Odom on Saturday? Because if so, you have to wear them. That is true. That is true. If I go out and cover that, I, I should have the boots on. You're right. When else would you wear them? Uh, they're nice. You can wear them with suits sometimes. You can wear them with jeans. You can wear them. You can dress them up. Yeah, but do you? I have in the past. Okay, I have in the past. When's yes. the last time you wore them though? Has it been over a year? Oh no. Okay. No. All right. No. no, I wear them. We need to see Ed in his boots. I might. I'll bring him in one day just to show you. You gotta wear them to work. Well, yeah. Don't just yeah, carry them. I'm not gonna carry them in. <laughs> I carry too many things. I got the paper. I got the phone. I got the keys. I got the wallet. I got the water bottle. I got the computer. I can't carry boots as well. I'll wear them. By the way, Josh on the text line said the Ole Miss Astros guy has never seen a rodeo. I can't believe you haven't even seen one on TV. Like they I mean, play yeah, on ESPN I've, at I've night. I've seen it on TV, but I don't watch it. I'm oh. not paying enough attention to know that they're pulling guys off the bulls from Cowboys. I'm going to talk to sales, and we're going to get you tickets for NFL. I'm not going. Why not? I don't want to go. It's going to be a day in the life of Tyler there's Bischoff zero, at NFR. There's zero interest for me in the rodeo. We're going to get it to happen. None whatsoever for me in the rodeo. We'll get it to happen. I don't even know where there was a rodeo in Mississippi. Like, I'm really confident there was one. There was probably one in your town. Yeah, I'm really confident there was one. I just don't have any memory whatsoever of being like, oh, the rodeo's in town. I don't even I don't know what that means. I can't believe you've never seen one, though. I mean, I've seen stuff on TV. On television? But I don't think I've ever seen a guy get pulled off of a bull. Oh, those guys, if you're getting pulled off, you did well, yeah. Right. You lasted all eight seconds. Unless you just rode the bull until he calmed down or something like that. They're not calming down very much <laughs> until they're unstrapped. <laughs> so your your school didn't have, like, a rodeo team? No, God, no. A rodeo team? Some, sure. Some, some schools, schools have it. Some schools oh, yeah. here in Nevada have rodeo yeah, teams. Have rodeo they teams. compete for state titles. I covered them. No chance. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's a single school in the state of Mississippi that has a rodeo, a rodeo team? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't are know you why this me, is so mind Are you telling me there's school property bulls on these campuses? They probably get them from nearby farms and stuff. UNLV has one that's won a bunch of national titles. Yeah, they're a college. I think Ole Miss has a fake rodeo team. It's like not NCAA. Yeah, but it's like not NCAA. It's like the hockey team. Yeah, but how do you think they get that good? I don't even know if they're good, Danny. Yeah, but they're good enough to perform under the Ole Miss umbrella. That doesn't mean anything. What is it? The (laughs) The Ole Miss has a hockey team, too. They're not good. You're telling me high schools have rodeo teams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who do they compete yeah. against? Other high schools. How Other many schools. are there? Quite a few. Like, do ones in Vegas have rodeo teams? I don't know about Vegas, but I know Central Nevada does, and like some schools up north do as well. How many? How many schools are outside of Clark County in this state? Oh, hundreds. Hund? Really? Oh, There's yeah. hundreds of high schools outside of Clark County. Well, high schools probably. Oh, fifty. You've covered most of them. 50 to 75? Yeah, I I covered outside of Clark County. I covered 
three of them alone, and each one of those played in other divisions. Reed on the text line says Boulder City has a rodeo team. Oh, there you go. Whose bulls are they? That's what I need to know. Are these schools buying bulls? They, I don't know. Because that sounds more expensive than like all of the equipment for every other sport on the <laughs> on campus. Probably. Like that sounds really expensive to buy one bull just to have a rodeo team. That's insane to me. High school rodeo. How old do you have to be before you get on a bull? Uh, I just one of my last uh, assignments last summer. I was covering somebody who was fourteen. That sounds dangerous. It, it was what two other brothers, events do they do in high school rodeo? Uh, basically any any rodeo ro- ro- events. They have to do the roping events. Yeah, right. they do all the roping you're, ones. You're talking to me, barrel races. Who just told you I don't know what happens at the rodeo? You think they do barrel races? Oh, I know they do. Okay. Yeah. So they got horses. That's on a horse, right? Yeah. So you're telling me you're you're telling me high schools. Yeah. In the state that what do we rank? Forty eighth in education. Something you're telling like me that. there's high schools <laughs> that have bulls and horses. Yeah. For rodeo. Oh yeah. That's insane. Do they bull ride at that age? I'm pretty sure they do. Reed, let us know. <laughs> well, if you're not, what's the point of the rodeo? Well, there's George, other events than just Western, yeah, George Western High School back in the 1979 used to have a rodeo team. Uh, according to drovers.com, in the current market, <laughs> a good bull is worth somewhere between $5,000 and $10,000. Oh, wait, that's to a commercial cattle operation. I wonder if it's more to buy a bull that's going to perform in the rodeo. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Ten thousand. But yeah, schools around. Schools How much all did around the Boulder country. High School pay for their bull? Schools all around the country have them. This sounds fake. I mean, I'd believe it in Wyoming. What else are they doing over there? The whole state's just supposed to be cowboys. So I, I just assume you wake up. You don't even go to school. You go to rodeo if you live in Wyoming. <laughs> well, I know. I know for a fact Pahrump has quite a few people who participate in rodeos. So does Tonopah. In high school or just in general? In high school. All right, what an insane thing to do. We went way too long in this yes, segment. Yes, we did. Coming up next, some college basketball. I'm more concerned about the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it, it's a dangerous thing. But you look around the country and Caitlin Clark, something happens. And now Flip, I don't know what his status is going to be. He sprains his ankle. It's one thing, like when I played, at least it was 10 seconds in the court. You know, you would storm the court. Now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off and they're, they're running on the floor. And this has happened to us a bunch this year. I don't want this to take away at all from Wake. They earned it. They deserve the win. They're, they're really good. Now back to the press box on ESPN Las Vegas. Joining us now from RotoWire is Adam Zadroik. Good morning, Adam. Thanks hey, Adam. for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, do you have a hot take on court storming in college basketball? <laughs> I was just listening to that clip from John Shire. Uh, you know, I kind of agree with him. He was saying, the, why don't we have a little more organization, wait 10 seconds, and let, let the fans all run out. I think that uh, I think I think everyone could agree with what he, what he was saying right there. Is it going to take something worse than what happened to Filipkowski uh, for it to actually be put in place? Because it's something that it happens across college basketball. It happens in college football, too. But, like, are we going to have to have a serious injury to a player for that to actually be put in place? 
I mean, let's hope not, is, is what we can say. Uh, it, it depends if the NCAA is actually going to look at something like that in the off season, And if they don't, maybe we, we do have to, we do have to wait for something a little more serious to happen because, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, it's, it's in the NCAA's hands to, you know, actually make this a rule and, and make, you know, home teams, uh, get in trouble for this, but hopefully, you know, something a little more serious doesn't happen, but, in this day and age, uh, you know, nothing's, especially with NCAA, nothing's guaranteed with, with what they actually end up doing. Yeah, and they kind of throw it back on the conferences, don't they, to have the conferences make their own rules, and we know the SEC has fines for it, and I don't know, I just don't know how 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 it can be stopped. I mean, I guess you could have police all over the court, but you're still going to have some inebriated students probably trying to get through and, and, and trying to make this happen. I just... I agree with you. I think uh, it should stop because something might seriously uh, happen. But it's just I, I don't know how you stop it. If unless you you know you could say the winner of the game forfeits it. They're not. I don't think they're going to go to that level though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think maybe if we're not looking at the NCAA or even the conferences, maybe we just look at the home teams. And if if the home teams know something like that's going to happen, and something like Wake Forest home against Duke. You kind of know something. If they win, something like that's going to happen. You get in a situation where, let's you know, usher the the rushing fans into a certain area, or let's mm-hmm. usher, let's get the Duke players off the court, or or block them off to one side of the court. So you know, end of the end of the game, get your handshakes in, and then go to the locker room, kind of thing. It, it's uh, there's a few things that you can do, but it's. Maybe at the end of the day, maybe it depends on each home team kind of thing. All right. I love Nate Oates. Love the way that he plays. Um, uh, Ken Palm loves Alabama. They have eight losses, though, and they just lost by approximately 100 to Kentucky. Is Alabama actually good? (laughs) Uh, You know, are they actually good? They They are good, but they're probably not as good as prior season. They're as we just saw in this Kentucky game where they're, what did Kentucky shoot, 63%? As we just saw in that game, their defense is just a problem. Maybe once we get to the NCAA tournament, okay, you can string together a couple games where this, this high-paced, high-scoring team gets 80, 90, 100 points, and you're not playing you're not playing the same caliber of team. But, I mean, we saw last season. They, they, they went out against San Diego State, San Diego State, not – Complete opposite team. Just a team that wants to slow it down. Great defense. And we saw in the Kentucky game, a team with good offense, maybe not as good defense. So there's a couple different ways to beat this Alabama team. So you asked, if, are they actually a good team? They are a good team, but not as good as prior years, which means they're probably not going to get to you know the Elite Eight or Final Four. This probably isn't the year that Nate Hoach gets there. Who is the best team? Who is the best team? Uh, well, we know we have three teams. We have UConn, Houston, and Purdue. And I have a slight lean towards UConn just with the numerous injuries they've dealt with this season and the fact that they're still still near the top of the charts and having all the success. Uh, I'm not going to go against UConn. I am a Michigan State fan. I've seen plenty of Purdue over the years, and I'm still – not there in, in taking Purdue all the way. Maybe my mind will change over the next couple of weeks, but uh, UConn is currently who I think is the best team. 
how good is Houston's defense? Because I feel like when I watch them, and, and I'm absolute prisoner of the moment, but I'm like, damn, nobody's scoring on this team. This is the best defense I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of been like that the last few years under under Samson, and that's that's just how this team plays. It's I, I was looking at this team earlier in the season, and you know, you look at some of the players, and it's like, okay, well, it's probably not the same, you know, NBA talent level that they've had in prior seasons but at the end of the day just the way they play and the good enough guys that they have they have they're just so consistent i think that's the one thing the one reason they've had some success in ncaa tournaments in recent seasons is that they're so consistent even though if they don't you know have a lot of success shooting the ball or their offense is off one game like their defense is going to get them there would I say they're better than prior seasons? I don't know if I'd go that far. Their defense is always going to be, you know, top ten. It seems like almost whoever is on the team um, is this the best defense ever? Probably not, but they are really good. We uh, have interest out here because of UNLV. We keep hearing six Mountain West teams. That's in our mind kind of a lot. We're thinking maybe five, um, but the Pac-12 is the Pac-12 this year. Um, so out west, could you see six Mountain West teams getting in? I mean, is that crazy to even think about? It definitely sounds crazy, but that's kind of what we're looking at. Unfortunately, UNLV, I think, is that seventh team looking on the outside. And the way that the Mountain West is just kind of built, we have there's a couple teams that got just like a massive, massive wins in non-conference play against Creighton, which is kind of boosting their metrics a bunch. But you have the, what, there's three, four teams at the bottom of the standings, Wyoming, Fresno State, Air Force, San Jose State. And it's just like, okay, the top six, seven teams, it's almost, I don't want to say free wins, but easy wins. So you got those wins out of the way. And then the six, seven other teams, they just beat each other up. They get quality wins. And sometimes the losses, you know, these road losses don't really – don't really have it to the same effect as if you get a road win kind of a thing. I, I think we're kind of looking at these six six Mountain West teams. Um, if UNLV can make a run, maybe they'll they'll knock one of those teams out. But I think they need a, a few more wins down the stretch uh, to to actually have a chance, and probably in the in the Mountain West tournament as well. I know the committee says they don't do this, but do you think there's any chance they'd look at it and say, "Yeah, we're not taking six from the Mountain West. We'll take the top five <laughs> and leave one of them out." Um, I don't think so. I, I don't think they do that. There's, I don't even know if they look at conferences, if we're being honest, just because we've seen over the years how many teams from, I guess it was, I don't know, four or five years when there's so many ACC teams and so many Big Ten teams the last couple of years. I, I don't think they even look at that. It's just, what do your wins look like? What do your top wins look like? Do you have any bad losses? And I think they, you know, conference affiliation, I think that's kind of thrown out the window. At least I, I, I hope so, at least. All right, Adam, i got to ask you two soccer questions before we let you go. First one, <laughs> um, are we going to have a legitimately good uh, race in the Premier League, or do you think Man City still runs away with it? Uh, I think this is going to be a good race. Liverpool just won the EFL Cup on Sunday yesterday against Chelsea, and probably by the end of the game they had, I don't know, five, six teenagers playing. Jurgen Klopp's final season at Liverpool, I think they're going to go. I think they're going to give him a push. Arsenal also have been having some decent success in the Premier League. 
Uh, I think I think we could have a fun final month here. I, as long as, you know, similar to last season, Arsenal kind of let things slip. I think this is a better overall team than last season. And then you have the Jurgen Klopp effect. I think this is going to be, I think it's going to be a fun final month. And I think, I think all three teams actually are, are going to have a shot once we, once we get a little closer. And then in Major League Soccer, is Inter-Miami actually good? Because it felt this way watching him last year, too, or it didn't always feel like they were that good. But then, oh, yeah, there's Lionel Messi. He makes like three plays in a game. You're like, oh, yeah, he's better than everybody. Can, can they win Major League Soccer, or are they just going to be you know, a solid playoff-level team? I think they could. They won, they won League's Cup last season. We just saw it yesterday where they're, they're outplayed pretty much all game by the Galaxy and then a couple passes between former Barcelona players, Alba, and, and Messi, and it leads to a goal, and they somehow come away with a point uh, against the Galaxy. And I think they can. Just the way the playoffs are built, you have a couple legs. Uh, you have a couple, uh, two legs in the playoffs. The MLS playoffs are kind of a different animal a little bit, but... For the most part, you're getting rest, and that's kind of what these guys need. With with all these, I think they're all you know 35 and older. Luis Suarez and Busquets included there. Uh, so if you're getting rest in the playoffs, I think that's another boost. And then if you're getting home away games, um, I think that's that also helps them. So I guess the question is, can these guys who are all in the final stages of their career can they stay healthy? For the playoffs, this is kind of like, I don't know, a similar situation to saying, okay, can LeBron stay healthy? Can can these guys stay healthy and, you know, be at 100% for the playoffs? I guess that might be the question with Inter-Miami. Are they skilled enough? Yeah, they're probably skilled enough to win it. But health may, may be uh, the final factor for them. Well, he is Adam Zadroik from Rotowire. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so Adam Zadroik on some college basketball and some soccer. Did you see Lionel Messi's goal yesterday? No. 92nd minute game tying goal against the LA Galaxy. He's really good. He has some talent. He's pretty good. They weren't. They were not any good at all yesterday. They were terrible, the disaster, and they still got a one-one draw out of it because Lionel Messi's awesome. All right, we got tickets to give away. Two tickets to go see Extreme with special guest Living Color Thursday, February 29th. That's this Thursday at the Theater at Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas. 702-364-1100. That is the phone number. Two tickets to go see Extreme with special guest Living Color Thursday, February 29th, the Theater at Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas. 702-364-1100. Caller number three is going to win a pair of tickets to go see Extreme. A lot of your fans really love that term, kind of like don't poke the bear. Do you think like kind of with this tension and the way everything kind of goes down, do you think you'll carry a little bit of that tension into the next game? Oh, the next time we play them? Yeah. I mean, sure. Uh, we'll beat them the next time, too. We're just, we're just a better team. Um, I'm not going to say that um, they're not a good team, but I, I don't think this really matters. Uh, I think that, you know, when we get them on our home court, it's going to be a different game. I hope that they're healthy. And uh, it's going to be the same outcome. Follow the guys on Twitter, at Ed Graney and at Bischoff underscore Tyler. All right, I found the Boulder City High School rodeo team. We're not talking about whatever the hell happened in the NBA. Okay. There's a fight, whatever. Um, the Boulder City High School rodeo team on Facebook posted uh, three days ago, Saddle up, y'all. It's time to dust off those boots and grab your hats because the Boulder City's high school rodeo team is ready to rope, ride, and wrangle at the Las Vegas Rodeo happening at Horseman's Park this weekend. There you go. Uh, 
They got a lot of pictures up here. Uh, they do have bulls. And that, you said that was, that post was three days ago? Yeah. So it was the weekend that just passed? That's what I'm assuming here. Okay. Um, they do have bulls. I'm looking at a kid on a bull. He's got a helmet with a little cage on it, so that's yeah, good safety first. He also got like some thick-looking vest on. Yeah, it's it's uh, to protect like ribs in your back. Yeah, all right. Um, you know, just don't get on a bull. Then you won't need to protect anything. Uh, they also have the horses running through the poles like the dogs do in the dog competition. You know what I'm talking about? I'm sure there's a name for this. I don't know what it is. The but dogs running through poles? Yeah, you've seen the dog agility test where yeah. they make the yes. dogs dart through the poles. you got horses doing that. <laughs> okay. So I'm sure there's a name for it in the horses. You also have two girls that are roping a sheep or a goat. What is that? It's, I think that's a goat. It's probably a sheep. That's not a sheep. No. Um, but yeah, so they're roping. The, they they got a bunch of. They got barrels. They're riding horses they're riding around, around the barrels. barrels. They're doing barrel racing. Nevada State HSRA, Nevada State High School Rodeo Association. How many schools? They got a ranking. We got a top twenty-five, the best rodeo Ooh. schools in the state of Nevada. Um, Come on. It well, it's got NHSRA, what whatever the hell Danny just said. Let's see what the oh, he's uh, struggling. He's struggling to find my rankings. Well, over the here. the state the state rodeo finals is May twenty second to the twenty seventh in Winnemucca, ne- Nevada. I don't even know what that is. It's about an hour forty five minutes northeast <laughs> of Reno, <laughs> and the only way to get there is either like drive through the center of the state for nine hours from here, or you could take a two hour Amtrak train from Reno. Have you been? No, I was going to. Uh, last year for the state wrestling championships, but uh, I wasn't going to drive in that weather, and it cost too much for them to reimburse. Okay. So I didn't go. There's an Amtrak train? Yeah, it only runs <laughs> twice a day. <laughs> Surprised there is one. Um, according to the um, internet, their uh, Madison Solis run the won the barrel racing competition this weekend in the Las Vegas Rodeo. Um, also, according to this, there were only two competitors in bull riding. Oh, they're young. It's tough. So there's tough not dirt. there's not really high school rodeo riding bulls in, in Nevada. Are you saying Barry Odom could qualify for the high school? Well, bull there's only two. Association? So yes, <laughs> apparently Las Vegas High School has a rodeo team. There's only two of them. There, for comparison, there were 52 girls in the barrel racing. There were only two guys in the bull riding. So you know, I don't know how many. I don't know how we're doing this here, but bareback bull riding only two in high school Las Vegas rodeo, which is two more than I thought there'd be.